Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Passion for the Pastime podcast. I'm your host, Walter Icabalceta. How's everyone feeling after a great weekend, the first weekend slate of regular season baseball? I was uh, fortunate enough to get out there to the Coliseum to go see Shohei on opening night against the Oakland Athletics. And Shohei Otani, it was my first time seeing him, uh, as you guys know, both pitch and hit in the same game on opening night. And my God, you want to talk about much watch baseball, must watch TV that is Shohei Otani. He comes up to the plate anytime he comes up to the plate, anytime he's on the mound. Everyone literally in the stadium stopped what they were doing. Uh, you put your phone away. You, uh, The beer vendors even took a knee. They weren't selling any beer. Can you imagine a time where they're not selling beer? No. Dude took a knee. And rightfully so. Dude took a knee and watched the entire at-bat of Shohei Otani, watched him pitch uh, in, in crucial moments. So it was uh, it was pretty entertaining. I was out there at the Coliseum on opening night. So uh, we're going to definitely get to talk about some uh, some Shohei. And you have to remember to breathe uh, <laughs> half the time when you're watching Shohei. So we're going to talk some Shohei. Uh, but that's not all. We're going to take a look at the Astros, who got their rings, their World Series rings. Dusty Baker, our boy. Uh, we love Dusty Baker out here in the Bay Area. We're going to talk my Toronto Blue Jays. I'll explain why. They're my Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, uh, and then we'll talk about the AL East. We'll, a strange pattern on the World Series and if it's going to continue in the 2023 season and much more. we got a lot to uncover. Opening week is finally upon us. So we're, ta- we're taking a look at everything going around uh, the league with my guest for this episode, the great Robert Flores of MLB Network. And you can see Robert on MLB Central on weekdays during the regular season. And you can follow him on Twitter at RoFlow. RoFlow, what's up, man? How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited. I mean, baseball is back in our lives for the next uh, six months and couldn't be happier. Absolutely. I'm with you. It's going to be, I think it's really going to be unlike a season, unlike a style of play that we haven't seen in, in years, maybe decades. So I, I know the, the rule changes have been polarizing in certain respects, but I think people, once they get used to it, they're going to be, first of all, they won't, they'll stop talking about it. We, it'll, it won't be even a, a topic of conversation, but I, I think they're going to see a much, uh, a much faster product and a much more compelling on-field product as well. Yeah, and and definitely, um, you know, everyone was freaking out about the rule changes early on in spring training. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I could say I I got adapted to the rule changes up in Sacramento because I saw uh, not not all the rule changes that are being implemented now uh, in the 2023 season, but uh, for the AAA squad for the Giants in Sacramento, we were getting to see a lot of the rule changes that are coming into the game now. And it's a quick adjustment, I will say that, you know, after a couple of games, I mean, it, it is a fast pace, so you really have to pay attention. So no more yeah. looking at your phones, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to look alive, uh, especially if you're, you know, along the baselines and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, so many of the of the young players that we have uh, in the league, as you said, they they're this won't be a a huge adjustment for them, because, mm-hmm. as you said, it's something that the minor leagues 
It's the, uh, uh, the the minor leagues have tested this. It has been implemented for some time, so they're used to this. We're talking with Robert Flores of MLB Network. Now, Robert, uh, baseball in full swing now. Uh, we are now in opening week, the best time of the year. Uh, spent my opening day at the Coliseum. I went to go see Shohei Otani, my first time seeing him in person. And I got to say, man, uh, to see him pitch and hit in the same game, it's incredible. And uh, Just a, a, a out-of-body experience, I don't know if you want to say, uh, to see it in person. Have you seen him in person? Have you had that opportunity to, to uh, take in? Shohei? Yeah. Um, I, I've been to, um, I, as a fan, I was visiting mm-hmm. some some family back uh, in Houston uh, over the summer towards the end of, of last season. And I had some great seats behind home plate, uh, sitting with my brother and uncle and nephews. And we were watching, uh, first of all, Trout went deep in that game. And uh, yeah, Tr- uh, Otani was in the lineup, wasn't pitching, but he was, uh, he was in the lineup. And um, he, he's, a, he's just an impressive athletic specimen, first of all. He is bigger than you think, and he's faster than you think. And I, I think what he did, what he has done in, in baseball, what he did at the World Baseball Classic, I, I mean, uh, look, it, it sounds like it's hyperbole to say this, but I, I really don't mean it kind of hot take-ish or anything, I think he might be the greatest baseball player in the history of the game. I'm, I'm including all the greats. Like I said, he might be. He's not there yet. Still got a lot of, you know, still got a lot of games to win, hopefully some titles and playoff appearances for one. Um, but, man, what he is doing and how he's doing it against the world's best, it's incredible. It's unbelievable what he can do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that was going to be my question. Is this the best player that you've seen in your lifetime? You answered it. Uh, I, I think for me, definitely. I mean, he's up there with Mike Trout. And and being in the Bay Area, you know, we, we got to see the glory years of Barry Bonds. So, I mean, just taking that into consideration, right. Otani is, uh, is up there with one of the greats, if not already uh, one of the greats. I got to ask you, Robert, we got you on. We're, we're always talking Otani. The WBC uh, put him on the the biggest stage, right? I mean, uh, Ted Williams came out and said that that the All-Star game was made for Willie Mays. I think you could say the WBC was made for Otani. Where do you think he's going? I mean, is he staying with the Angels? Is he going to get traded? Is he heading for a reunion with his former GM, uh, Billy Epler, now in New York? Is he going to stay in L.A., put on the Dodger blue? We're not. We're hoping that doesn't happen. But what, what would you think is your, uh, your best guess right now, opening week of the 2020? three season oh man that, that that's a tough one <laughs> um it, it really is because I, I think there is going to be so much that man there's so many factors involved how right. are the angels going to do this year uh what what do the uh, also consider when he came to the states now granted this was a handful of years ago um the yankees the mets they weren't on his list list of teams that he wanted to go to mm. Um, now things can change, and, and also is if Steve Cohen is going to throw five hundred million at Shohei Otani, uh, then yeah, that changes his decision making. I think um, I, I really can't hazard a guess of, of where he's going to go, um, except to say all the usual suspects: uh, Mets, Yankees, Angels. Throw the Cubs in there. Uh, those just off the top of my head are, are I think, the, the handful of teams that will 
will definitely make a run. And who knows? There may be one or two that maybe we're not thinking of right away uh, that uh, are going to jump into the sweepstakes because he is such a unique player. You're getting a middle-of-the-order bat and a top-of-the-line rotation guy. And, and I don't know, how, how do you determine what's a fair contract? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be so fascinating to see, uh, one, how the Angels do, how he does, how that, the Angels franchise looks at, you know, towards as 2023 progresses, and then what he ultimately decides to do. Yeah, it's definitely going to be really interesting to see. I mean, this is going to be a storyline all year. We're going to be asking this question, uh, you know, months down the road and even into the offseason when we approach the MLB trade deadline, looking like what the what the Angels are going to be doing this year, if they're going to make the playoffs, because he got a taste of the atmosphere, right? And that could be contagious. And I'm talking about him playing with Team Japan in the WBC. That could be contagious to where he wants he wants more of that because he hasn't had that opportunity to showcase on that level. Uh, that could very well sway him into leaving the Angels if they can't, you know, determine or or show Otani that they can compete and get to the playoffs. That's going to be very interesting uh, to see. But, you know, a, a team that is pretty good, uh, I would say pretty good, uh, your, your Houston Astros, Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they are uh, they are pretty much one of the one of the best teams uh, franchises in this in this uh, in this day of baseball. I mean, they are ahead of the curve with with the analytics and everything like that. They just won their their World Series, got back there, but Dusty Baker gets his first World Series ring on opening night. MLB yeah. lifer, it was great. I mean, we have a soft spot for Dusty up here sure. in the Bay Area. So, uh, the last team that were that went back to back, and I guess it, it was a three-peat, <laughs> was the was the New York Yankees in uh, mm-hmm. '98 to 2000. Do you think that the Astros have a good enough shot uh, to to do a back to back in this season? Yeah, I think they got a shot. Um, as we've seen, it's it's very, very, very difficult. That's why it hasn't been done in, in over two decades. So the Altuve injury, I think, is going to certainly hurt hurt them. You can't replace a guy like that in your lineup. Um, you know, how are they going to play? What's their record going to be with uh, once he returns? If you're looking for some context or frame of reference, Bryce Harper missed just about two months right on the nose from from the time he got hit and his thumb surgery and rehab. So you're looking at an MVP bat not in your lineup for two months. Does that open the door for Seattle to overtake the Astros? I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I still think that the Astros, whether they win the division or not, I think they get into the playoffs. And then you, I mean, you know, once you get into the playoffs, it's a whole crapshoot. So uh, they've got a shot, but as everyone knows, it's going to be very, very difficult. Yeah, as the Giants proved uh, early in the in the 2010s, right? All you got to do is get into the, in the into the tournament and get hot at the right time, and then anything can happen. So uh, we'll see what happens. We're talking with Robert Flores of MLB Network. You can catch Robert on MLB Central during the week during uh, the regular season. So since we're 
we were talking about the Yankees a little bit uh, with them being the last team to go back to back with that three-peat in the in the early 2000s, 98 to 2000 to be exact. Giants open up their season in New York and everyone's talking about the Yankees, Robert, as they do every single season. But <laughs> can, can you put some respect on the Toronto Blue Jays? Because I feel like a lot of people right. aren't talking about the Blue Jays as much as they should. And I kind of uh, at the station, we have a joke. Uh, they're my Jays because all of a sudden when the Blue Jays came out here. I had on a Vlad Jr. Um, a jersey when they were out here in Oakland, and then they went on to lose nine straight. And it was, mm, <laughs> so now they've was stuck. With, yeah, they've stuck with me. They're my Jays. But can you put some respect on the Blue Jays, Robert? Yeah, I, I think the Blue Jays are going to be very, very good. Um, you know, they've got a top. They, they really have two co aces, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kevin Gosman is excellent. San Francisco Giant fans know how good he can be. Mm-hmm. I think Alec Manoa is uh, uh, emerging as one of the um, top young pitchers in the game. He's good, you know, so that's a one and two. For me, the X factor is Jose Barrios. Uh, he did not pitch up to his capability last season. If he's able to pitch like the guy that that signed the big deal for them, I think that makes them tremendously difficult to deal with in that division and in the American League. Another X factor I'll give you in the pitching staff: you say Kikuchi. Mm-hmm. Um, he he didn't. He's looking for a bounce back as well. He had a very good spring. So if you're able to get those two guys, and that's your third and fourth starter. I mean that's that's pretty pretty impressive. And and Hyunjin Ryu, now he's coming off Tommy John, not going to see him at the beginning of the season. Maybe you get him for the stretch drive at at some point late in the season, September, something like that. So I, I think that they're I I think that they are one of the teams that can come out of the American League and represent the AL in the World Series. That's how good they are. Yeah, and, and I mean, you're talking about the rotation, which is uh, amazing, but you look at that lineup, too, and they added and uh, yeah. Brandon Belt at the DH spot hitting fourth, looks like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's going to be a pretty a pretty good team that, that people are going to have to take notice of. I didn't think, the only, I will say this, I didn't understand the uh, Teoscar Hernandez Mm-hmm. Uh, deal. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, that, that guy's a 30 homer guy, 100 RBIs. Um, you, you know, I, I didn't quite understand that. But like I said, if, if they, they've got the pieces where they can shut you down uh, with their pitching staff. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're going to be a problem in, in that division. I, it would not surprise me if you're asking me right now, as we sit here after the first weekend at the beginning of the season, are the Yankees the favorite to win the AL East? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. But I'm not. You, you don't have to go too far before you have to start looking at the Toronto Blue Jays. That's how good this division is. Um, I think the Baltimore Orioles. While I would have liked to seen them spend a little bit more money this offseason and be a little bit more aggressive in that regard, I think they're going to continue to build on some of the momentum that they uh, that they were seeing uh, in 2022. What are the Boston Red Sox going to look like? I think this this is a potential struggle year, quote unquote, for the Boston Red Sox. We'll see. 
We're wrapping up here with Robert Flores of MLB Network. Robert, I want to keep it in the East, but I want to switch on over to the to the National League. Arguably, uh, the the NL East, arguably one of the best divisions in baseball, having representatives in the Fall Classic the past two seasons. I mean, you had the Phillies last season, you had the Braves winning it, uh, winning the whole thing in the World Series in 2021. Do you think this trend continues? Do you, do you think that that someone in the East is going to be a, a, a potential representative of the National League? And do you think it's the Mets? turn this time Mm, man that's a really good question (laughs) i I think that is um listen i I think it's the toughest division in baseball uh even considering the miami marlins do i think the marlins are going to make the playoffs this year no but they can they can cause problems for those top three contenders in their division because of how well they pitch so that's how deep this this division is um, man, it is going to be so difficult. I still think that the Atlanta Braves yeah. are the best team in that division, top to bottom. Um, but like, you know, they got some question marks too. So it's just going to be a fascinating race. I think what you're going to see is all three of these teams beating up each other uh, throughout the year. Remember, you don't have the unbalanced schedule any longer. So how is that going to affect the divisional race? I just can't wait to see. I can't just can't wait to see those three teams go at it at various points of the season. That's, it's just going to be a lot of fun, whether you root for those teams or not. I think if you're a baseball fan, I think you're going to see some high level competition between those three. Now, Robert, before I let you go, uh, I am based in the Bay Area. I am a Giants fan, so I got to ask you uh, an L West question. Every, everyone's taking the Padres. Everyone's taking the yeah. Padres in this division. So, uh, and could very well possibly be the National League representative in the World Series. Uh, but that's why we play the games. I mean, you don't you don't win games on paper. So we have to <laughs> we have to go through this season to find out who ends up representing and who ends up winning the NL West. Uh, but the Dodgers didn't do too much to improve. A lot of people I hear are buying into the Diamondbacks as being like one of those sleeper teams. The Giants, mm-hmm. you, you either love them or you hate them. Well, how do you see this division playing out and how many playoff teams does the NL West have? I think it's uh, two things. One, I think the Dodgers are more, more vulnerable mm-hmm. than they have been in years past. I'm not saying that I would be shocked if they won another division title, but I, I think the gap between them and the Padres has closed significantly. And you can certainly make the case that maybe the Padres have overtaken them. Your San Francisco Giants, I think, are going to be better than what people are giving them credit for. Um, I'm not sure that they get to the postseason because it's such a tough division. I, I really, really am impressed with what the Arizona Diamondbacks are doing. Are they a year away from the postseason. Um, they've got a lot of young talent, and the young talent they have, it's athletic. It's dynamic. And with these rule changes, that's the type of player I think is really going to be showcased and really going to have success moving forward. So um, the, just like, I, I feel like the National League West and the American League West, tougher divisions that maybe people are giving credit for, uh, especially the American League West, but yeah, let, let's don't don't sleep on on the San Francisco Giants and, and the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, as well. But listen, it's not a stretch to say that right now the two two favorites to win that division are the Dodgers and the Padres. 
All I heard, Robert, was there's a chance for the Giants. That, that's all, that's all I go. took away from that. <laughs> that's it. Hey, Robert, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, it was a great conversation, and we'll, uh, we'll talk throughout the regular season, man. Take care. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, everybody, and there you have it, Robert Flores of MLB Network. And go ahead and give him a follow on Twitter at RowFlow, and you can go ahead and check him out on MLB Central every weekday during the regular season. That was a great conversation. I love talking ball. I love talking with Robert Flores, uh, anybody on the MLB Network staff. I mean, their their talent is just off the charts, but I personally love me some RowFlow. We didn't even get into into the Twitch channel that he does with MLB The Show. Uh, that was one of my great watches during the pandemic because we didn't have baseball, so I was watching guys play a video game. Robert Flores was at the head of that. So, uh, I, by the way, I have downloaded MLB The Show. So you guys can get it. You guys can get it. Anybody that wants to play uh, MLB The Show, I know Adam Copeland over there. I'm looking at him right now. He can get it. He can get uh, on the sticks, and we'll uh, we'll see what's going down. But you guys, have a good one. Be safe. Uh, that was a great conversation with Robert Flores. Again, go ahead and give him a follow on Twitter at RowFlow. Remember to follow, subscribe, share, tell your neighbor, tell your, your family members, whatever. Passion for the pastime. We are here to stay all season long, and it's just exciting. Baseball season is back. We're talking ball every day during the week. You guys have a good one. Be safe. And I'll talk to you next time.